On today's show, which approach would you rather have in an all-star game format? Luca's, I just don't really care about this, or Kyrie's, let's play some actual basketball. Which would you rather have? We'll talk about that and all-star weekend on today's Like on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it high. Bang! It's good. It's don't believe you shouldn't be here. Love <laughs> never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. That's right. We're back five days a week. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, watch every day, and comment anything below let us know i'm curious what people think about this which mentality would you rather have from a mavericks player going into an all-star game an exhibition type game like this luca's approach or Kyrie's approach we'll explain the differences throughout the show joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com the all-star stud the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris I'm kind of sad that it's over, but I'm glad it's over at the same time. <laughs> All Star Weekend, well, let's go. Appreciate um, the journey. Appreciate the journey. At the time you're listening to this, Luca is flying to. He's there uh, already. By the time you're Mexico listening to this, <laughs> to uh, enjoy his what three days, three days away from yeah. uh, the world and, and all of that. But NBA All Star Weekend, it's fun. I always enjoy it. I know it gets a lot of hate, but I enjoy it every year. Yeah, I enjoy it. Got to go over to your house and we watched All-Star Saturday. We'll talk about All-Star Saturday at the end. We'll give, give our thoughts on that. We'll talk about um, the All-Star game itself and does it need to be fixed? Why was it so bad? <laughs> All kinds of different reasons for that. Uh, we'll talk about Luka and Kyrie, obviously, throughout the game. But but let's start here. So Luka Doncic just does not care about All-Star games. He just doesn't. There's lots of theories. There's lot. He just doesn't care about these, right? He goes into this game. He's a starter. Chosen by LeBron, you know, he puts up, you know, two of five shots. One, one of them was a dunk. The other one was a layup, the shots that he made. Missed three threes. Gets five assists. I don't know how he got five assists. I didn't think he touched the ball enough to have five assists. And just scores four points. Like, he plays, uh, what, 18, 19 minutes. Just kind of, like, walking up and down the court. Didn't really care. Didn't really seem like this. he's really, like, getting into it. And then, like, the complete opposite of what Tatum did, right? Tatum put up 31 shots, played 35 minutes, <laughs> went all out, really really wanted to get that MVP. Whereas like, Kyrie took more of that Tatum approach, took 21 shots, played 20, 28 minutes, 32 points, 15 assists for Kyrie in this game. He was dishing it out in that game. And so you have these two Mavs stars now. Which approach would you rather have a player take? Because as a fan, somebody like myself watching the game, I'm saying... I think I'd rather have him play like Kyrie because that game was kind of unwatchable at certain points, that all-star game. And so I'd rather him play like Kyrie where at least you're trying. And Kyrie even talked about this before the game. He did his all-star like media day availability. And he mentioned like, I wish that guys would be more competitive in this game. I wish that we could actually play some basketball. I like to go compete and all that kind of stuff. And he did, he went out there and he actually competed and, you know, tried at least and took 20, <laughs> took 21, 21 shots for his team. But, uh, Let's just start there. What do you think about the two approaches of these two guys? Uh, well, one, just the the luxury of us being able to say, hey, let's uh, talk about the two Dallas Mavericks 
in an all-star game. Love it. Love it. Uh, that started in the all-star game is just, I don't know. It still doesn't even like feel, feel weird. <laughs> uh, and it, you know who it has to feel weird before also, uh, the actual organization who sends, you know, media, social PR, everybody. They're like, Hey, we've had one person <laughs> that's gone to this thing for years. Map social just literally following Luca around with a camera all yeah. weekend. And now they got like, now they got to split. Yeah. We got to split up and take double the people, you know, but no, I mean, I mean, yeah, from from the fan perspective, like what I would want is, yeah, you want somebody to try. And that's why, you know, there was a portion of my daughter's birthday party was today at our house. Princess party. Let's go. And was she turned it was 16 or shut up. Not, don't <laughs> she's, she's three. Me. She's three. I'm just... uh, she greeted you at the door the other day. No, no, I, was just, <laughs> I was just making a joke. Um. But anyway, she, uh, I was like, should I help clean up the party right now during like the middle part of the game? Because no one cares about it until the fourth quarter. And then that's when you start caring. But yeah, you got to go with Kyrie's approach. Like, I want to see him try. I can, I can understand though, if some people would have the, the other approach to it, the, the Luca Jokic, the who else was kind of. I, let me make it clear. I don't care. Like it's not. We're, we're not sitting here trying to do the like. <laughs> Luca should try in the All Star game. I don't care one bit. He could go out there and walk around for all I care. Just don't get hurt. That's all I care about. He could take the you know the Luca Jokic kind of even Giannis. He had that hand injury. He, he dunks one time, then he <laughs> then he's out of the game. Uh, the approach where you're just like I'm just out here to not get hurt, and I can understand why some fans would think that, and why some fans would rather. I'd rather him just not go all out. He's got that heel soreness. Like we don't want it to I want him to aggravate it more. Just can we can we hit simulate? Can we hit simulate on the game and get him to yeah. his Mexico retreat? And he, that's where he's going right now. Luca wanted to do that too. It seems like to <laughs> elevate that foot, man. Elevate that foot and get ready for the the uh, the last month and a half, two months of the season, basically. Yeah, celebrate Jokic's birthday, uh, which is probably becoming an all-star weekend tradition at this point uh, for him. <laughs> it's around there every year now. Um, or now, it has been. Um, but no, I mean, that's Luke. I thought it was uh, hilarious. If you watch the uh, TNT or whatever the main broadcast was, they had Luca mic'd up during the game for a bit, <laughs> like to where they were talking to him. Like it, they had like a legit headset like around in his ears. And you know, they were sitting there talking to him during the game. And I'm I'm like, all right, this is one of the worst options that you could do. Because like, Luca's a lot of fun, but he's like out there, he's like trying to like talk and like run jog. I'm like, all right, no, he ain't gonna do this. No, it's not gonna go, this is not gonna go well. He's not the guy. It's it funny though. Luca's a Luca's a blast, man. Uh but yeah, so that's the two that's the two approaches that these two Mavericks took. And I, I I'm just I don't know. Like you, you wish more people took Kyrie's approach that you just want to compete all the time. But then, but then you get Luca's approach too because he was hurt a little bit. And but, but this is not new to this year, right? We've seen Luca year in and year out, right? It wasn't rising stars. I feel like he didn't take very seriously his rookie year. And uh, you had the yeah. This isn't a just this year thing. No, this is not just. And this will probably continue. Like he's just like, dude, I'm gonna save my energy for playoffs. Yeah, and like he'll mess around. He he really wanted that half court shot. What was that half court shot he took at the end of the first quarter or the or halftime? Yeah, he really wanted that to go in. Like he loves stuff like that, but he just doesn't care about a game like this. And uh what'd you think of you, the draft? I, I kind of wonder if he just if he doesn't care about a game like this because he just didn't grow up necessarily watching this. He grew up 
you know, in European basketball and like seeing them play like this. I'm like, hey, the regular season is what I care about. I'm I'm going out there like this instead of, you know. Yeah, I, I bet he watched it. I mean, I'm I'm sure he watched some of it, but like the LeBrons, the Kyries, the the Tatum's, like they grow up watching these All Star games and watching like guys. Like it actually means more to them than it does. You know, well, Luka Anthony or Edwards Jokic. hasn't seen one that means anything. So <laughs> that's probably that's probably true. <laughs> what do you think about the draft? Uh, the, the draft I thought was the best part, right? Like, I thought the draft was the best part. You had Giannis and LeBron up there, uh, with the guys on the stage. I thought the reserves going first was kind of dumb. Like just, just, just do it. Like just Jaron Jackson Jr. Would have been last. He would have been right? last. He Jaron Jackson would have been, he was last among the reserves. He would have been last. Larry marketing was last among the starters. He probably would have been last among the reserves too, <laughs> but they were both there last. So those, that was the last guys, Jaron Jackson. Uh, but I love the format, like the format of them just like going back and forth. Uh, they, the TNT had some issues this weekend. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff they tried to introduce and do. Like you're talking about the, you know, players mic'd up. They tried to mic up Anthony Edwards before the game, and Adam Lefko was trying to interview him, and it didn't work, and it didn't work, and it didn't work, and then Lefko just kind of like cut it and he was like, "Hey, let's not do this because he's not getting any of our questions," and so that didn't work. They tried. Bunch of other stuff, but like Shaq and Kenny and Ernie's mics or uh, Shaq and Kenny and Chuck's mics were coming through, and so it was just that, just insane yeah. for the first like two minutes of the of the actual draft. But I loved it. I wish we you, if you're gonna have those guys there, put them on the stage so that they can like laugh back and forth. You can get Ernie to, to throw to them at certain moments to talk about like to respond to picks if a pick is ridiculous or if Giannis drafts Jaw and he can't draft Jaw. Like a, a moment like that, you need to have those guys cut in but they you know they didn't have them on the stage yeah that was a lot of fun i think for you know if you're going to do the classic you know blog article of three winners of the weekend (laughs) i think one of the winners of the weekend was uh the the draft took a little bit of time luke even made a joke about it during the game he's like yeah uh, you know took a lot of time to to do but uh i thought it was a a big winner for the weekend (laughs) It was more fun. It was more fun than the actual game to actually do that. Coming up, let's talk about the game a little bit, and we'll talk about a quote Kyrie had. Kyrie talked about making a business decision for himself and that the Dallas Mavericks were a better business decision for him than Brooklyn. Why? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Nissan's most electric player of the week, brought to you by all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria Stark. Just kidding. Just the Nissan, the Nissan oh, Aria. Yeah. But I had like as soon as I saw Aria, I just it's immediately what I thought. My Nissan player of the week is Kyrie. Kyrie for the Mavericks, 32 points, 15 assists in the All-Star game. Shot 50% from three. I don't know if we're doing percentages <laughs> in an All-Star game. Uh, but Kyrie set the record for Mavericks players or Mavericks points in an All-Star game. Rolando Bachman in 1987 had 29 points in the All-Star game in 1987 which meant more then than it, than it probably does now. But Kyrie set the record for a Maverick. So to me, he is the Nissan player of the week for the Dallas Mavericks. He is a player that, like, he's electric. You saw that layup package in, in the All-Star game. It was fun. Uh, it was brilliantly fierce, just like the Nissan 2023 Nissan Aria. You can uh, see all kinds of different things about the Nissan Aria. Go check it out. It packs pin uh, you to your seat power with premium intelligence all in one EV. Go check it out. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. 
All right, Isaac Harris. We were talking about the All-Star weekend, talking about the All-Star game. Loved the draft. Didn't like the game. The, the Elam ending was great. It has been great. The problem is you can't not care about the entire game leading up to the Elam ending because then all of a sudden you're in a position where the like Team LeBron that, that Luca and Kyrie were on have to score 40 points in a, in a quarter in order to win the game. And the other team has to score, what, like 28 or something like that? It's just such a big difference. Yeah, and, shocking. Uh, Elam ending is only good when it's close yeah or or if you actually care about the first three quarters no matter how you end a game it's only good as if it's close and those quarters catch up to you because you just see that you just see the score like reset so what they do is they have each of the first three quarters kind of acts as their own you start zero zero at each one and then you play timed and then you get to the elam ending they add up all your score and then they figure out what a you know a target score needs to be you have to score 20 points the team that's leading has to score 20 more points or something like that and the other team has to catch up. But that really that'll catch up to you as a as a team that's behind. If you lose like two quarters by like five or six or seven or something, all of a sudden that's like a fourteen point deficit. It didn't really look as bad in the other yeah. quarters. But so I, I think the Elam ending is fine. Leave the Elam ending. I think sure. that any other changes that you would make to try and make this more uh, competitive, I guess. Kyrie said he wants it to be a more competitive game, and he wants some kind of incentive that's not monetary for the players, like something that you actually get. So I'm curious what he would think that would be. He didn't mention any ideas. I bet he has theories. <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Well, okay. You can say anything. <laughs> no, I don't know. What, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect this one. Of hey, what should the incentive be? No, for the not the incentive. For just I, I, before I asked, was, would you change anything? Like what needs it? What, oh, what should change about it? Or what did you not? No, like about I mean, it? no. I I don't think there's anything. I mean, you could tinker with stuff here and there, but it's gonna. You're playing a game that doesn't mean anything for the standings or you know for a championship. So it's like players are naturally not going to try, like for the most part, and they don't want to get. You don't want to be the player that gets injured in a game. Like I'm told this. they used to try though. Yeah, they, yeah. In the in the middle yeah. of like in the middle of the first quarter, Mike yeah. ba- Mike Bassett from also- 105.3 was like. Like, oh, I, just, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. I love basketball, but this is stupid. And I'm like, well, this is how all all star games start. Like everyone that I've ever watched, the first beginning of it is just ridiculous, back and forth layups because nobody wants to really try. Then they kind of get into it a little bit, and then by the fourth quarter, they're actually trying. And this one just wasn't the case. Like you just didn't see any trying at all in it. But but Bassick responded to me and said, go back and watch the '80s and '90s All Star games, and those ones they actually tried. I don't know. They're hmm. maybe they're built different. I don't know build different i mean yeah but no comment all right we'll leave the all-star game aside um, no, well i was gonna say something else but we'll leave the wasn't all- that the guy who didn't like dorian yeah okay yeah many thoughts um Kyrie had an interesting quote over the weekend and it was going around it was, it was the number one trending thing on reddit every time i opened my phone and opened reddit i would just see Kyrie in this quote <laughs> up at the top of nba reddit your heart sinks. <laughs> immediately you're like oh god <laughs> but i thought it was interesting from the mavericks point of view he was asked about you know asking for a trade and why you know why he demanded a trade and why uh, all that and he said when did it become terrible to make great business decisions for yourself and your happiness and your peace of mind not every employer you're going to get along with the speculation, the narrative is what makes this entertaining. Blah, 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 continues on. He's like, hey, this is my life, and this was a decision that I wanted to make. He was then asked about the quote from uh, that he, <laughs> what he said about the Brooklyn front office at the end of last year, where he said, hey, me and Kevin and, like, Joe <laughs> Harris and, like, that, like them, we're going we're gonna to run this together. Like, we're all going to have input and run this together. 
from all the talk that Kyrie, from all the answers Kyrie gave over the weekend, it sounded like he did not get that respect or get that, um, get that kind of say in roster building, and that it it felt like he was um, lied to, I guess, from the Brooklyn front office. So then he mm-hmm. mentions the Mavericks, and the reason why I bring this all up is he mentions the Mavericks in this and says, "I'm really glad that Mark Cuban rang my phone, Nico Harrison rang my phone. Going into this next phase of my career, I'm glad that I'm get to I get to be a part of this this Mavericks team." What do you think about? Kyrie making the business decision for himself. Why are the Mavericks a better business decision for him? And uh, how is it going to be different? Because they're built different. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also, I got to say this. I'm pretty sure he meant Joe Sy instead of Joe Harris. But I could be wrong. (laughs) You're so right. Joe Harris just came to my I I don't know. It could have been Joe (laughs) Harris. Why did I say Joe Harris Harris. instead of Joe Sy? That's what he's 100% Uh, about. Um, but no, I mean, chill. It, it's all about the relationships, right? I mean, we even seen the, you know, the clip of, I guess it was during practice, you know, Mark walks up to Kyrie on the scores stanchion there and they're chopping it up. And, you know, he has a relationship with Nico and all this, like we, we know all about the relationship ties with Dallas. So, you know, and he said ever since he's, you know, stepped foot in Dallas and got off the plane, he's felt welcome. He's felt loved. He's, you know, Nico had a quote about, you know, wanting Kyrie to be himself, you know, that's what they're, you know, if you're, if you're in the Mavericks right now, you're in a, you're in a kind of a selling business too of like, Hey, we want you here. Like they're not yeah. going to trade for him um, to not, you know, have him here long-term and they're kind of, you know, you're saying all the right things. You want Kyrie to be Kyrie if you're trying to convince him to stay there. And because, you know, in Brooklyn, you know, all the stuff that happened in Brooklyn and he felt disrespected. Some of the stuff, the only stuff that we know is what we see reported on, what, what we see the quotes from. We don't know all the stuff behind the scenes, you know, what could have happened, you know, or promises broken and all that. But he obviously has some hard, hard feelings and still has them towards Brooklyn and he doesn't feel them in Dallas right now. He's kind of giving a layout of what Dallas needs to do to, to keep him around, basically. And he's giving this sort of interesting, hey, it's got to be right. <laughs> it's got to be right. You've got to do what you say. Uh, it's got to be the right basketball situation for me. And if not, I'm going to make a, a better business decision for myself and try to go somewhere elsewhere. And he's going to keep doing that until it doesn't work for him anymore. Kevin Durant was kind of doing the same thing. He requested a trade, and the Nets couldn't trade for him, or Nets couldn't trade him, and decided just to keep him until they, you know, Kyrie made his trade demand. And then they're like, all right, well, might as well just not keep him and, and start over, start this whole thing over. And so like, it doesn't always work. And so until that runs out, I mean, I guess you empower Kyrie, right? <laughs> and that's what the Mavericks are going to have to do now is like, Hey, we're going to have to make this right for you, make it work for you. And at a certain point, the Mavericks are at the, the, uh, uh, they're at the, what's the right word? Hmm. They're not at the mercy of Kyrie, right? But they are in the Kyrie business now. And Kyrie is not going to just sit around, right? And just go through his contract and just have blind loyalty. Like, this is this is not Dirk. Like, this is very different what the Mavs are going to go through with this Kyrie contract. And I, I find it very interesting. But I did like that he mentioned, you know, I've talked to Mark Cuban. I've talked to Nico Harrison. Seems like they're all, they're all on the same page about this. And I do think the Mavericks will, will have him you know, have a say in like front office stuff in a way that Brooklyn wouldn't because Brooklyn only signed up for Kyrie because they wanted Kevin Durant. There was a package deal. They didn't like sign up for the Kyrie thing. The Mavericks are signing up for the Kyrie thing, right? They are. And I think that's a a very big difference along with the Nico Harrison relationships that we've talked about for 
seems like weeks now. What it's been like? It's been two weeks since the, since the trade actually. Uh, but since we've talked about for weeks, the, the relationship that Nico has with him, and that the Mavericks are signing up for the Kyrie experience, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing in the end. And as long as this thing doesn't crash and burn over the next few months, and there's off the court stuff, there's you know some tension, something with comes him and up, Luka yeah, or something. If this thing rides itself out, they continue playing well. And Kyrie helps them get into the playoffs and, you know, they went around or two, something like that. Kyrie's probably going to get a max contract from the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what I, I mean, that's what I think will happen. And it, because if you're Dallas, that's going to be your selling point, right? It's going to be a, here's the full max contract, which I know for some Mavs right now, you're probably like <laughs> holding your breath, whatever. But like, you also just watch two Dallas Mavericks start the all-star game. Two of the ten players on the floor was <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. So now one of uh, them was I, a Utah Jazz, but <laughs> I think uh, Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, they make that trade uh, with the mindset and the relationships and everything of saying, "All right, yeah, you can test the markets this summer and test the LeBron and KD market, but we're going to be offering you the full max contract, the business stuff, and all of that." So coming up, let's talk about the rest of That's all. Just a prediction. That's not anything. Yeah, there's nothing behind that. That's just that's just a uh, prediction there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Take away that drop. <laughs> Coming up, we'll talk about the rest of All-Star Weekend. Who won the weekend? And uh, what would we change? What do we like? What do we dislike about All-Star Weekend? We'll talk about that. Coming up, before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I eat them all the time. The brownie batter puff is my favorite one. They also have a bunch of different flavors as well. The maple donut is available right now. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate. They have other unbelievable flavors as well. Go and check them out right now. You have them available at your local Walmart, your Sam's Club. Isaac, you've picked them up at a Sam's Club in DFW, and so you can get those if you're in DFW. You can go find them right now. Go check it out. They're also at built.com. You can try the Locked 15 or the Locked On promo codes see if those still work for you go check out built and see what the, what all they have to offer for you and again great protein bars taste like a candy bar low in calorie low calories high protein and they're also really high in taste as well the puffs are really different so if you're going to do a variety box try and, and mix it up try and try different ones see which ones you like i don't really like the regular bars as much but i love the puffs and some people are the opposite so go check it out it's built.com all right Harris. Let's talk about the rest of All-Star Weekend because I thought it was an interesting weekend. I did not watch a single second of the Rising Stars game, but I did watch all of All-Star Saturday Night with you. It's just a a thing that I I love to watch, the full thing. I like to watch all the different competitions. The dunk contest always gets me every single year, the three-point. But I think Mac McClung won the weekend. Somebody asked me today, they they, don't watch much NBA. They asked me at the church, they're like, man, this Mac McClung kick, you know, is he like the next star? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> He's only played in less than 10 NBA games. Four. And, uh, <laughs> I tried to explain to him like how we've known Mac McClung. And I'm like, dude, he's kind of like, you know, the Instagram dunker. <laughs> you know, he, he was like Zion if Zion wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, he's putting on these nasty dunks and, you know, Georgetown Tech, all that. And, you know, Philly. <laughs> I joked <laughs> joked on the spot saying that Philly made the PR move by signing him right, you know, right before. Hey, they have the picture now all time of a great dunk contest from him. Like 
like definitely had three down, three down, four great dunks that were all worth their merit and all that, all the praise he's getting. They got the picture of Dr. J, a Philly, like yeah. all time Sixers legend, handing the trophy that's named after him to Mac McClung in a Sixers jersey. So I, I think it was worth it. I think it was worth it calling him up. Are there Mac jerseys that's selling right now? I'd oh, like to know that. All right. <laughs> Tell me what you thought about Mac's dunks, though. Um, no, I mean, we, yeah, like you said, we watched it together. Uh, we ate some good, some good queso. Yeah, we did. And uh, some good little sliders and uh, just enjoyed it the whole weekend or the whole Saturday night thing. Um, I think you can only get a custom, like a, you have to, uh, you have to put the name on the back of it. Missed opportunity there. But, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, he should have won it, man. I mean, the fact, the underrated part of it. all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like <laughs> the underrated part of all of it is he hit it, you know, he hit the dunk on the first try and you know, all of his dunks there. That, that's the most underrated part of this. And I was surprised by Trey Murphy just seeing it. I mean, he was Jericho's, just, he was solid. Like Trey Murphy was, was solid and you can't yeah. like, he was hitting singles and Mac McClung was hitting home runs, right? Like you can't, every time can't just can't just keep hitting singles, but he did because he lasted through. Um, I want to talk about Jericho Sims because Jericho Sims threw down maybe one of the worst dunks we've ever seen with the, the elbow in the, in the, the rim and then tries to pull the piece of paper off that had like, that's clipped to the, to the net after the dunk and not, not even on the way up. And then opens it and it rips and it's a fifty in there. What's worse? I had a my guy had a Hallmark card on the net and then he couldn't open it up with a sticker clipped with like an office clip. What's worse, that that dunk or that all or that slam dunk showing? Because he only got two dunks and they're both basically the same thing. Like yeah. he basically did the same. Thing. What's worse, that or Kevin Herter with eight points in a three point shootout that has two balls are worth three. And like a whole rack you get now that's worth two each. Like that is a, a Kevin Kevin Hart when he and Draymond went against each other in this a couple years ago. Have you ever seen that video with yeah. Ke- Kevin Hart going against Draymond Green and Kevin Hart beats Draymond? Kevin Hart had more points than Kevin Herter. Like is Kevin Hart the better Kevin my, shooter? My theory is Kevin Herter's Durant, <laughs> Kevin Hart, Kevin Herter. Like that's the Kevin Kevin McHale. Kevin Harlan. Right Kevin Harlan, Kevin um, my theory is Herder has looked at the beam too long and it's like <laughs> it's hurt his eyesight. I'm I'm running with it right now. That was an so. all time bad round, like from a really good shooter. Like it's not like he's a bad yeah. shooter, but to do worse than what Julius Randle did was kind of wild to me. Yeah, we were we were fascinating over uh, Halliburton's shot. It's like. It's just different. To, it, you you so see weird. it in games, but to watch it over and over and over again on a three-point just makes it stand out so much more. He doesn't like – so you're supposed to – they tell you, right, to have your hand like under the ball like a plate, right? You're supposed to like put it like a plate. Instead, he has his that his thumb kind of under the ball, and he flicks the ball with his thumb and like weird. his first finger, and it spins not like frontwards. It doesn't spin like or, – or a backspin. It doesn't spin back straight. It spins like – Side like, like like around sideways, it's so strange. But he had thirty one in one round, so it works for him. Yeah, uh, I'll say another for just tossing out winners yeah. of the weekend. Uh, I think Draymond's a winner. I think Draymond's incredible so on TV. He's so good. I it it was so weird him. It's so awkward with him interviewing Jaw about the West. That and was like, awkward. That was amazing. I thought that was no, so no, great. No, no, it's. It, I'm saying it's awkward because you just don't see it very often. Like current player of a West team interviewing him about the West. And it's like this like weird 
I'm like, you're still playing, but it's like. He looked at, Dr- Draymond Green looked at John Moran and said, you're still fine in the West. He plays in the West. His team just won the championship last year, and he's asking him that. And, and Ja like kind of walked around, and then it's like, I'm still fine in the West. Like, All right. He, he did mention the Suns. No, no way. With Kevin Durant now. But uh, uh, loser, loser of the weekend for just for this. I talked about that Kyrie is the, uh, was the Nissan electric player of the, of the week for the Mavs. But loser because Kyrie tried to throw two lobs to Jokic in the, in the All-Star game. The one off the backboard is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be such a pinpoint perfect like lob for Jokic to be able to get that, even though he's seven feet. Oh man, that's a loser to me, <laughs> just because of that. Um, a winner, uh, Janelle Monet. Uh, she's uh, incredible. Uh, she did great in the celebrity game. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, correct. <laughs> um, um, I got, I got another loser. Oh, you're gonna love this one. I'm ready. LeBron's hand during the draft during the draft Kyrie gets picked and then number three among the all-star starter or number five among the all-star starters. I'm going to go with Luka Luka Doncic. I'm going to go with Luka Luka Doncic. LeBron with the teed up. I'm going to make a fake Luka Doncic joke. (laughs) He thought he was so cool doing that joke. And I'm like, uh, did you watch halftime? Because that, I didn't. That made me laugh so hard when he said hookah, when he started with hookah, because I knew what he was going for. That's such an, inter- like, I wonder if casual fans even know, like, what, that just thought maybe he messed up and didn't even realize. So that's, there's, like, so many levels to this because you have to be an insane NBA person that, that like, you probably listening to this knew the hookah Dodgers thing. We, we've joked about it before but like a casual nba person probably doesn't know what that means and so just thought he messed up but then if you know what that reference is you know that he set it up and tried it on purpose so you know how yeah. corny it is that he tried it right like there's so many layers to how funny that is i'm gonna go yeah. with Luca. Luca. <laughs> yeah the halftime show started off with uh, a young dance team dancing as carl malone like you know Kind of came out of the smoke, and I was like, I think I'm going to turn it off now, and I'm going to go watch something else yeah, on my TV. We didn't need that. And then LeBron got got honored for passing. And then then they had LeBron and Kareem. Aww. They had LeBron and Kareem up there, which I thought was great to see those two guys. Aww. And uh, those are the those. That's like that represents what like like eighty thousand points. points. <laughs> yeah, that's seventy thousand points total. Um, I'm bummed I missed but that. But the halftime show of the of like Thames and Burna Boy, like that that was an incredible halftime show. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, I love that. That was great. I'll watch that five times more than I watch LeBron's. The game. the weird like post Malone twenty one Savage pre game show after the draft and be, like between the draft and the game was kind of weird. That's like a weird spot to put somebody in. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not as weird as Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel what was, was a loser. Vin Diesel was a loser because he was like, I'm here to introduce the All Star, and then he didn't. He didn't introduce anybody. Yeah, and then he said something at the end of. This is when a, a star becomes a legend. Like, like, who? Who's For, going to become you, Mac McClung? Hey, hey, you know you know which stars become legends in the All Star Game? Oh, uh, who? Fergie. Okay, that's true. She was a star that became a legend. Um, she will forever be known for the the all the, uh, <laughs> the national anthem. Every, time, every time I hear a national anthem now, I think so. Is that still your highest tweet ever? Yeah, but I, I deleted it back in the day, so oh yeah, it's gone. 
It's it's gone. But uh, Anthony Edwards being first picked by LeBron, that's kind of a win. Are you worried about tampering? No, I, I mean LeBron can just like look at somebody and people make a Lakers photoshops. Are you worried so. about Luca and Kyrie both being LeBron picks? Luca's been a, Kyrie, a LeBron pick every year, right? I do thoroughly enjoy the. LeBron, the GM, man, he's so good. Mike, bro, he just traded for Russell Westbrook, and it went down in flames. All right. Well, he lost this game too, so. So he's great at being a fantasy GM, but not a real-life GM. Well, he had won the, the last couple games of, of, of this, and he had most of the MVP candidates on his team in this one. He just, yeah. just so happened that Tatum and Donovan Mitchell decided to try it really hard in this All-Star game. Yeah, well, they had to. Yeah, Tatum, new a Tatum one from Jordan. Another another week. That. Yeah, the, the the Tatum one looks nice. I like it. I do too. The another funny moment of the weekend. A winner was uh, Luca, and <laughs> Luca was standing in a line, and Kyrie was standing next to him, and Jokic was walking down the line. There was like kids in the line and a bunch of other stuff, and Jokic is giving out high fives, and Jokic went to Luca, and then he missed him on purpose, and then Luca's hand is still up, and he just looks over. Kyrie gave him the high five. And there you go. That's teamwork, guys. That's team. That's how they work together as a team. Yep. That's showing what's going to happen the rest of this Maverick season. But for the rest of this week, we will be here uh, episodes five days a week. We'll be talking about big questions tomorrow going through the rest of the season. We'll be asking for your questions as well. And then Spurs on Thursday. Mavs are back. Woo! Mavs are back on Thursday. It's been a little bit, but we'll be back. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.